wait for a minute here. I just feel just just let his presence kind of just he's right here. Just to come across you, to to feel you. Just breathe deep. But I just pray right now that you would just breathe life. Breathe refreshing tonight. We ask you for your presence to be so strong in this place. We say, have your way. In that place of surrender, just invite you to have your way tonight. we're going to just kind of go a number of different ways tonight. We'll flow in and out of things. And um, there's, no, there's no real plan, so it's always a good thing, I think, because if it's not our plan, if we don't have the plan, then he can move in his ways, what he wants to do. So Lord, we just surrender this evening. We just say, have your way. Do what you want to do in each of our hearts tonight. No agenda, no plan. Lord, we just love you. We honor you. We honor the move of your spirit, the movement, the direction you want to take us. We honor you tonight. Talking with Leif, I think it was last night. It's all kind of a blur in the, <laughs> the days. But uh, I just feel this. It, we're moving into an awesome time, an amazing time. Uh, but I think we have to beware that in these times that we're moving into, not to shrink back, uh, but to press into what the Lord is doing. And, and it's in the times of, of adversity, it's, a, it's in the times of shaking that he's on the move and that we actually can step into great authority to actually impact the world around us. It's in the shaking. And You know, we saw the shaking in 2020, but it wasn't really a shaking. It was more of just a tremor. And, uh, <laughs> and I think it began to prepare us and, and to help us see how unprepared we were and just things that were out of alignment with what the Lord wanted to do in this coming season. It was that kind of wake-up call. It was the alarm going off. <laughs> As I was talking to Leif, we were just realizing, so 2020 was this kind of initial tremor. Uh, right before that, in January, uh, Heidi Baker, she was actually, she was meant to be in, in Pemba, and the Lord called her, at a moment's time to go to Israel and uh, 
said that she needed to go into the desert and pray and fast for a period of time. She canceled all her appointments, uh, left Pemba, went to Israel, and the Lord began to just show her some things about, about what was to come and uh, kind of prepared her even for, for the, the, the COVID and things that were, were to happen there. But then I think insight into some things that are going to happen that we haven't experienced yet, that we haven't seen yet. And uh, if you were here during the conference, I don't know how many people heard it because it was kind of one of those uh, subtle warnings, uh, not in a bad way, and I just want to be careful not to put fear in anyone's heart because this is not the time to have fear. This is the time to have faith, that, that when these things happen, it's opportunities to move with, with the Lord, with what He actually wants to do. prime example, I think, is when you look at Joseph and the Pharaoh gets this dream. He has a dream, and uh, Joseph is the one who gets to interpret it, and he was in the prison, and he comes out of the prison he interprets the dream, but not only does he interpret the dream, but then he gets a download from heaven. He gets the strategy. So the dream is that there's going to be seven years of abundance and then that there's going to be seven years of famine. Well, if you take that dream in and of itself, you'd be like, oh, no, we're going to do great for seven years and then everybody's going to die. <laughs> well, that's horrible. But it didn't stop there. The Lord actually gave Joseph the strategic download. He gave him the strategy from heaven of how to address the dream, how to address the issue at hand. And, and I'm not going to go into it, but, but I'll say it's amazing. What's amazing is in that strategy, first off, in the strategy, I think the king realized there's, there's no one that has this type of wisdom. So he puts Joseph, he's like, well, who's going who's gonna to run this thing? Well, it's going to be the very person that just had the, the strategy. So he goes from the prison to second in command of the most powerful nation on earth in a moment's time. He, he gets the ring. He gets the, the robe. He's put in a chariot. Uh, and, uh, and he's basically making all the decisions for the king. And, and after that seven years of, of abundance, that's when... Uh, he began to, all the things that the Lord had showed him began to take place. And, and in just a, in the next seven years, that king was able to gain, first off, all the, all the money. And then secondly, all the cattle. And then, and then it was all the people where they actually gave of themselves. They gave, oh, and, the, and they gave their land so at the end of this seven years, the king had owned everything. And then he gave, it, he gave a part of it back to the people, and they were so thankful for that. And, uh, but there, in a seven-year period, there was a radical transfer of wealth. I, I mean, something that is unheard of that happened in seven years because of a kingdom strategy and a download from heaven. Uh, something that would never happen. Um, to have basically all wealth transferred to to a king in a matter of seven years. Uh, 
But I feel like the things that are to come, so, so Heidi, when she was here, I think it was, I think it was Saturday night, but I can't, it was either Friday night or Saturday night. She just alluded to some things that, that are to come and, uh, and difficulties in the, in the sense of from the world's eyes of, of where we're, what we're heading into. But I think the, the amazing part is twofold. One, we need even in these times to begin to ask the Lord for strategies. That, that this isn't a time to go, well, okay, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, we're actually called to be kings and priests and, and to have a kingdom mindset that we're under his lordship, but that we would rule and reign on this earth. And so there are, there are kingdom strategies. There are things right now that the Lord is waking up the church to step into to prepare for what's to come. And uh, I know I've been just even talking with the, the 400. I feel like there's uh, just even in these calls, we're gonna, there's, there's strategies to be had. But I, I feel like even as, as we're praying, as we're seeking the Lord, as we're, as we're going, okay, Lord, we're, we're in this, uh, interesting, these interesting times that, that he would begin to take us up to that place, just like in, in Revelation where it says, uh, where Jesus said, come up here. I want to show you things that are yet to come. I believe the Lord wants to show us things that are yet to come in this season. And so I, I feel like it's a really important time that we don't take it lightly, that we don't just kind of try to coast through this time. And it's not a time to, to hunker down either. It's not the preparedness is not like, well, get all the food you can get, get the guns and the ammo you can get. I mean, that's all great. But this is not about us. This is about the kingdom. Um, so there are strategies. There are things that we're supposed to do in this time and in this season. And, and I believe this is a key part, even right now, the things that we're pressing into is a key part of the harvest that is at hand. We've been talking, there's... there's the billion soul harvest that is across the world, but that we would see a major part of this here, and it's going to happen with kingdom strategies. It's not going to happen by us just sitting back and going, okay, God, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. He's like, I am going to do it, but I use my people. I use each of you to play your part, to be the body of Christ, to step into the callings that I have for you, to... to to not shrink back in this time, but to press in. And, and I believe this is our time to press in. This is our time that we're, we cannot allow fear to even have an ounce of access in our life. We're learning how to walk by faith. And, and uh, you know, if you, I think it's Josh or Judges 3, but um, the Lord says this. He goes, I actually, I left, and I'm just kind of giving my translation of this, but basically he's saying uh, for, the, for the next generation of the Israelites. So you have uh, Joshua, you know, comes in with the Israelites, and they take out 31 kingdoms. They go to war. They go to battle. They're, it doesn't go through all the battles. It doesn't talk about them. Uh, but they, they go through a number of battles there. And so you have an, a people that are battle ready. They know how to fight. But then there's another generation that's raised up 
And, and so the Lord said, he goes, I left some of the enemy in territories because I needed to teach the next generation. They, the next generation needed to know how to fight. And I think we've been a generation that has really lost our ability to really know how to fight. The <laughs> we don't. Thank you. <laughs> you and I are on the same page. <laughs> we, when, the, when, the, when things get tough right now, the tough don't get going. The tough just, it's like everybody's been shrinking back. We saw it. We saw the little tremor in 2020, and what happened is the church didn't aggressively move forward. The church kind of just shrunk back, closed their doors, kind of, okay, well, we'll get through this. And a lot of the prayers I kept hearing were just, Lord, I just pray that, that COVID would end and that we would be able to get back to normal. And I'm like, no, this isn't about getting back to normal. It is in these times it is in the difficult times when we have the greatest opportunity to make the greatest difference in people's lives. When things are normal, and I've been seeing this, I feel like in 2020 and in 2021, as I've been just, I mean, just wherever I can, I'm preaching the gospel. And I, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not bragging, I'm not trying to do anything, but it was like everyone I talked to was open to hearing the gospel. And I, I mean, I, I don't know, I probably led 500 people to Jesus in, in two years. And I, I say that, I didn't lead anybody to Jesus. He leads them to Jesus. He's the Jesus, the Holy Spirit convicts the heart. But, but we play our part. All I get to do is just share the gospel. I just preach the gospel, just preach the gospel. But wherever I am, if I'm at the grocery store, wherever I am, if people come in, I just, I just want to just share the gospel with people all the time. And it's so fun. I mean, it was like every week, it was like 10, 15 people coming into the kingdom, um, which is awesome. It's so much fun. And it's not on a Sunday morning. So people go, well, you're the pastor. No, I got the same opportunities you do when I'm out just getting gas, doing those things. It's not about, I'm not talking about on a Sunday morning who wants to receive Christ. I'm talking about out in the streets, uh, laying hands on people every chance I get. Everybody has the opportunity to do it. But I want to say in 20 and 21, it seemed like it was so easy. It was like everybody said yes. I'd be like, before I'd even finished sharing the gospel, people would go, yes. And I'm like, wait, I haven't even finished. Like, let me give you my spiel here. <laughs> let me tell you about Jesus. And they're like, no, I want, I want him. And then in 2022, I feel like, I'm like, did I forget how to preach the gospel or something? I feel like it's been a wall. Like, every time I'm, I've been, I mean, I've been, the last three days, I, I preached, I just talked to two people and shared the gospel with them. And, and uh, both of them were just like, eh, nah, I'm okay. I'm like, no, like, I need to do a better job. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But what I've real, I'm realizing, it's like things in a sense, even though they're not, there's this, it feels like, okay, it's like things are getting a little more norm, normal. And, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, it's getting harder to preach the gospel again. So I'm praying, Lord, 
we need to shake things up again. What's next? Like, let's get out of this comfortable state. I want to see this world flipped upside down. And if it's the economic system takes a dump and, <laughs> and everything just crumbles, so be it. If we have the opportunity to share the gospel and bring people into the kingdom, because the time is so short right now. We have limited time, and the Lord is stirring us up, and he's going to do this. It, even where it talks about in, in, uh, uh, in Acts 2, where, it's, it, it, where it says he pours out his spirit on all people. And it's the young men and women will pr uh, prophesy, and the old one, you know, if you're old, you get to dream dreams. If you're young, you get to prophesy. Uh, yeah, it's Joel, but it's, and then in Acts 2. But, yeah, in Joel, actually, and if you look at Joel, it's so... It says, uh, let me just find it here. Joel 2. It says, I pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit on those days, and I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. It doesn't sound like rainbows and butterflies, like the, you know, that we, Lord, we want revival, and it's going to be just beautiful. No, no, no. Revival happens in the, the, in these times where the blood, the fire, the billows of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It is in the difficult times where those that are steadfast in the Lord, those that are strong in the Lord, we're going to see a great move of the Spirit. We're going to see the billion soul harvest. We're going to see a billion people come into the kingdom. But here's the thing. I, I feel like we are so ill-equipped right now in, in, on all fronts. But what would we do right now if every day we started seeing a thousand people come into the kingdom? It's not just about souls that's coming into the kingdom. It's about discipling, training, raising up, equipping. And so I look at us and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we are so ill-prepared. And it's going to take the body of Christ coming together to do this. And, and I think and it's not going to be pastors and, and the leaders of churches that are going to be doing this. It's going to be people in the congregations. It's going to be the marketplace leaders. It's going to be those. It's, it's everybody going all hands on deck. Here we go. It's, it's battle time. And uh, we're going to beat those plowshares into swords. We're gonna, it's, it's time for the battle and everybody is going to play. Everybody is going to war. And so there, this is just part of the awakening. This is where we're going. I, I want to read this to you though. I just felt because there's something I feel, well, I'll just read it. The Lord gave me this word back on 4.1. And then, where'd he go? Oh, there he is. <laughs> We're going to, I think this is where, it, this is going to tie in. Dan is just feeling here. Um, there's, we need to be praying and, and declaring for the, for the pastors and the churches in the region. Um, there's, there's a wake-up call for the church, for the church. We all need to do it. And, and no church is better than any other church. We just all need to, 
to stay so humble that he's the one that we just keep our we keep our head down he's the one that lifts us up and uh, but but there's something about that unity of the body of Christ that we got to do this together as one in this in this conference that we had it was such an amazing time i think we had on thursday night we lined up uh, pastors and leaders across this the, the front here and there were over 50 uh, that were standing up on this stage uh, that are there were pastors all across all across Colorado all across the nation and then some throughout the world I mean we had them in Pakistan and Cuba and uh, South America and uh, uh, Pakistan, Pakistan Cuba where else uh, oh Philippines yeah um, and other places Haiti yeah we had a couple from Haiti pastors from Haiti and here was something that was just really cool this so I feel like, and we, we were seeing this as we were praying into it before the conference, that, that, that there are fires that were being lit. Uh, and so what's awesome is that fire that, that was lit inside of these pastors and leaders and, and, and others that just came to, from churches. I feel like there's fires that were lit in there. And now they're going back all, to the different states, to all across Colorado. Uh, to the nations, and those fires are going to like, those are little spot fires that are going to now catch fire. And so the things that, that actually happened here, I believe, are so critical for, especially for Colorado, uh, but for this nation. And, um, and I think it's going to go a lot further than we thought. It's a, something very similar that happened to us in, in 2020 when we had our conference in February, right before things shut down in March. It actually set, helped to set us on that course where when things did shut down, we took the opportunity. We started to go out, minister on the streets. On Sundays, we'd come in here because uh, we didn't close our doors. We closed them for what? A little while, like, like a month or two there. Yeah, and then we we're like, okay, this is ridiculous. We're opening the doors. And, but then it was like everyone was like, oh, yay, we get to be back in church. And if you guys know, those of you who are here for that, did we come back into the church? We came back into the church to go out of the church. We kicked everybody out of the seats, and we said, now you're ministers. You're going to go out and minister. You're going to go out and preach the gospel. And, and honestly, what I, what I felt from everyone, it was that initial, like, I mean, some people were excited, the evangelists, like, oh. Everybody else was like, ah. <laughs> I'd rather sit in my chair on a Sunday morning and hear a message and sing some songs. And it was like, no, we're going to go out and we're going to minister. We're going to take territory. We're going to take ground. And I think we were just learning how to, like, this is what we do. And so even now, it's like the, the Lord keeps reminding me, don't get caught up in the drug of Sunday morning services or Wednesday night services. Like, and I think I love... <laughs> These times we need to use for prayer, and they, there are these are prayer times. Uh, I feel like this is just kind of like a, I just got to kind of reset some things here, but but we use these times of prayer and preparation. But the hope is that the body of Christ is out ministering on the streets. We're we're learning how to use our swords. We're learning how to use our weapons uh, to like, and our weapons are weapons of love. Like we're out loving people, loving on people. Uh, sharing the gospel with people, fighting for people, <laughs> right? And we're laying down our lives for people. It, it is not, uh, our relationship with Jesus is never meant to be personal. It's meant to be broadcast. 
to as many people as we can get it to. So here's the word. So just close your eyes. just want you to hear this. The Lord was just saying this. So this was right before the conference. He said, I want you to tap into my glory realm. Yeah, I'm not going to explain it right now. It is not a place that you can get to on your own. You must put your ways in mind, your thoughts in mind, your heart in mind. I want to sweep you off your feet into the deep, into me, that my glory would be revealed. Glory comes to me as my ways are revealed in you. For it is in this place that you walk in my ways. It is in the glory realm that you walk in my ways. Christ in you, revealing my glory. When you walk in my ways, it's as if, it's as if I am walking on the earth. You were created for the good works I put in you, which only come by my spirit. As I, and, and I'm saying this I as, as in Jesus, as I intercede for you at our Father's right side. This is why you will do exceedingly more, exceedingly more things than I did on the earth because I, sp I put my spirit in each of you. Let me just stop there for a second. That is, is the Lord just showed me something here because a, a lot of times we hear it as greater things, like we'll do greater things than Jesus. I, I don't think that's what the Lord was saying. I think what he was saying is, He's putting his, and we will, I'm sure we will do greater things than he did. But the point was, is that it's not one person any longer. That as he goes to the right hand of the Father, he puts his spirit in each one of us. So we have the same power, same authority as Christ, as we align with Christ and come under his lordship, we now have that same authority. And so if you have that, and you have that, and you have that, and I have that, how much more will we do than what Christ did on this earth? So it's not so much the greater as the more abundant. We're going to do, it's like we're all under Christ. I, I want to say like we're not, we aren't Jesus, but we are like him, walking in the same power and authority as him. And so it's not just one person. Now it's the entire body of Christ taking that same authority, walking in the same power, doing the same things that Jesus did, how much more are we going to accomplish than what Jesus accomplished on this earth? That's the position that he wants to get us to, the mindset that he wants us to understand. That's that glory realm that he wants us to step into, that we actually walk in the same glory, in the same power, in the same authority that Christ walked with on this earth. Uh, so now I live my life in each of you who are humble, who are contrite in spirit, who tremble at the word of the Lord, who allow my spirit to live in you and to lead you in my ways. You're to live your life on the earth the same way that I lived mine. Your life 
is to be a reflection of mine. And as you reflect my glory, you become more like me. So the more we walk in his ways, the more we see his, his power moving in areas, the more we get to experience the glory of God, the more we re reflect that glory and behold that glory, the more we become like Christ. It is in the reflection, the replication of me by the Spirit that brings me glory as my glory is poured out upon you. As you become more like me, you're transformed into my likeness with an ever-increasing glory. So, Father, right now, I thank you for what you are taking us into. I thank you for the kingdom strategies. I thank you for the mindset of Christ. Lord, that, that we walk in a position that is so humble. Just as Moses said, he, go, he, he penned it. He said, I, the most humble man. <laughs> but he had strategies from heaven. He knew what to do because the Lord had showed him. So, Lord, these are, not, these are not our strategies. And I love what Leif said. He goes, keep your heart above your head. We have to position our heart, the eyes of our heart, above our head, that we don't operate from, from a trying to figure things out with our mind, but we allow as he penetrates our heart, as God penetrates our heart, as he leads us by his spirit, that we walk in kingdom revelation and understanding, and then we move in power and authority. So, Father, I thank you for what you're doing as you're taking your church into this place. I thank you that you're awakening churches. You're awakening your church. You're awakening pastors that as, as, as those gates, Lord, that they would, they would lift up their heads in this time. It is time for the, for the pastors, for leaders to lift up their heads. I feel like in that lifting up, that the, the king of glory would come in, that we would see glory released in this place across Colorado. Lord, I thank you that Colorado, it says, is a finishing state. What happens in Colorado, it's the headwaters that's going to go to the, to the nations. Lord, so we say, Lord, yes to the very things you're calling us into. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word that goes forth, that it will not return void. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Dan. Dan's going to ramp it up a notch here. tonight to stand in the gap why don't we just stand to our feet there's always two anointings in this house there's an anointing for personal ministry to minister to the heart and over the last several months the Lord has put upon this house an anointing to stand in the gap we need to shift now into a realm to stand in the gap amen and to intercede one thing I've learned about prophetic prayer meetings, they're, they're not very good if we don't agree together in the Spirit. What makes a prophetic prayer meeting 
powerful is unity. If you have those prayer meeting mentalities where everybody has their little hoodie, they're journaling, nobody's in agreement, you're not going to get anything done in the spirit. I want to have those kind of prayer meetings where the spirit of joy breaks out as a reward for the intercessor. That's the reward for the intercessor when the joy of the Lord comes after a prayer meeting. So I want to fulfill the heart of God tonight, and we need to stand in the gap in the name of Jesus. Amen? I asked you a question. Amen? It's so hard to get Americans to come into unity. It really is. So let's just set aside how we feel and let's press in. I was out of Ezekiel 47 this morning because um, really, honestly, we could all be doing something other than this if we're not going to have breakthrough, right? We could have, go get some ribs or something. Um, or we could come and labor on behalf of the heart of God. And we need to understand something about the power of intercession. Let me ask you, is it the will of God that all men would be saved? Well, they're not saved. So there has to be an element that we're going to play a role. Number one, the intercessor, the Father said, I want you to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers. Some of us have not maybe got the revelation of the power when we stand in the gap. Because once you get that revelation, you'll be addicted to the point of intercession. You will stand in that place of intercession. I was at a meeting one time where a man from Africa, a powerful apostle, gave a call. He was over here at Word of Life. And he says, everybody in this room who's called to intercession, come now. I was the only man that responded, hundreds of women. I said, I don't care. I'm an intercessor. I don't. And that brother grabbed me by the back of my neck, dragged me onto the stage, and began to prophesy. We need men to understand it's not the role of the woman to pray. It's the role of our hearts together as the body of Christ to pray. Amen? There were several encounters that were happening in the room over this weekend. There was a prophetic anointing, a prophetic word that came out about the vineyard movement. Several of the pastors in the room that had connections to the vineyard, the power of God hit these people. One man, an attractive man from way up north in Colorado, probably 6'4", 6'5", a good-looking guy. I went to the back, and he says, when that word is released, he said, I cannot stop shaking. Something is happening. He goes, I feel like a well is being redug underneath me. Then he came down front and began to have these breakouts. He said, Dan, he goes, I have not been in the glory for a long time. And it began to break out. And I heard that when we pray tonight, we need to get on the back side. The most important time of a meeting, I heard Corey Russell say this, it's not necessarily before the meeting. That's also very important. But it's after the meeting that we get behind what was released and prophesy it, that the winds would blow on what the word was released, that it would find good soil into the heart. The most powerful time after break breakthrough is after the breakthrough in a place of prayer and so we've gathered tonight the Holy Spirit has brought you here tonight to stand in the gap over Colorado that our pastors would be a we uh, would be reawakened amen we're not going to have revival if our shepherds don't come into revival It'll be one church having a breakout of God and everybody having, to, that's an old paradigm. God says, I want to redig wells all over this state. I was preaching at a youth conference down in Florida. We were in a massive pavilion. All the walls were opened up and releasing the word of the Lord. And all of a sudden, 75 to 100 kids, college kids, started climbing over the walls of this building. 
coming into the room, and I grabbed the pastor and said, what's going on? He goes, well, there was like 20 other camps at this massive facility, and, and all these kids started climbing over and having encounters with God, and then then comes their Methodist pastor. He comes into the room with his fiance, and the Lord shows me that he was standing on a well, and I said, my brother, you are standing on a well, and I said, Take the shovel in your hand, it was prophetic, and strike this well. And as soon as he hit it, his fiance, a Methodist fiance, was slain in the spirit and hit the ground screaming in tongues. And then he broke out in revival. He said this, I don't even believe in this stuff. But God broke him and his entire ministry into revival from declaring that the wells that he was standing on to be revived. Are you with me? We're going to pray tonight that the wells all over Colorado would be broken open. They will not break open. Ezekiel, let me just show you this. This is, I just, the Lord drug me through Ezekiel today. Ezekiel 22, it says that judge what was coming, but God looked for someone to get in the way. He said this, and I sought a man among them who should make up a hedge and would stand in the gap before me for the land that I would not destroy it, but I could not find any. And God's saying, I need an intercessor tonight to stand for these pastors to come into revival. We need Colorado caught up in the glory. Three of us, amen. I said, come on, help me out, seriously. We don't realize the power of agreement. We, you've got a mouth, use it. We need to believe God to break out in Colorado and to release His glory. Say amen to that. Amen. I want to pray tonight. We're not here to waste your time. We're here to pray and tug on the heart of God. I was driving through Pueblo in 2017 to go to Dallas to do some ministry. And I was going through Pueblo, and I, I, at this, before this point, I couldn't stand the city. It was so desert, it was deserted, and the churches were dying. And I remember going, oh, Pueblo. And I just could hardly wait to get through it on I-25. And the Lord came and rebuked me. He said, how dare you speak? He goes, why don't you prophesy, man of God, instead of speaking death? And all of a sudden, I got so gripped, and I began to pray for an awakening over Pueblo. And then I saw this vision, my first time of seeing this vision of pastors going, going and coming to life. And through a series of prophetic events, about three weeks later, a pastor calls me from Pueblo, who a lady heard me share that at another church, says, you've got to call this pastor. On that very day, that man, he calls me up three weeks later. He says, let me tell you my story. He's a Methodist pastor. He said, I came to the end of myself, utter depression, begging God to get me out of Pueblo. He goes, the city is destitute. I don't know why I'm here. He says, on, on, I was driving through on a Saturday. He said, on that Saturday, at this certain time when I was prophesying, he said, a fire hit me in my living room. He says, wind filled my lungs, and I began to weep. And the Lord says, remember why I brought you here. I'm releasing revival through you. He said, I don't know what happened, but my heart is burning again for the glory of God. The Lord said, don't ever underestimate the power of your intercession, ever. It works in the very moment that you're praying. I was out of Ezekiel 47 today reading about a very familiar passage of Scripture about the river. And the Lord showed me a little bit different direction. That It's been preached that as the gospel goes out from the throne room, as the farther the word goes out, the deeper the waters get. And that's a take on it. But he showed me this. It's about our history in God that the throne was actually the place of encounter. 
and our history as we're moving away from that place encounter, the water levels are supposed to rise in our life. They're, they're not supposed to stay here, but as we keep going out from the place of encounter, because the throne was the encounter place for the prophet, as we're going out, the water levels begin to increase. And early this morning, I saw pastors having these events that broke them, and all of a sudden they exited the river. And the Lord said, I want you to pray tonight that I will take these men of God out of every denomination and turn them. And he says, if you will pray, I will put them back in the river at the very place they left, and then I will thrust them into the deep, if you'll pray. So we're going to get on the backside of, of this conference of the keys and the anointings that were released with the speakers that were here. We're not going to waste one ounce of the anointing. We're going to pray and we're going to drain the resources of heaven if that was possible and cry out because uh, 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 Chuck Pierce prophesied over Mark, over Mike and over this church in 2019 and says, Rock Church, you have been given a 120 mile radius of authority that as you pray here, the radius of authority, whatever you pray, I'm going to do it. That goes clear to the border of Wyoming. So we're going to stand tonight, and I need you to step into faith and believe what we are about to do is no little thing. Hallelujah. It's the Ezekiel 37 anointing when the prophet was about to prophesy. It says, the hand of the Lord came upon him and put him in the midst of the valley. We're being put tonight in the midst of a valley, and we're going to prophesy life and the rivers of living water. All these dreams recently, and pastors calling about rivers being released all over Colorado. And that is the river of life, Ezekiel 47. And that is the prophetic word out of John chapter 7, when Jesus says, when the Spirit of God comes, rivers of living water will break forth. That prophecy there was a, was a type and a shadow of the Spirit to come. Releasing the rivers of living water. So let's lift our hands tonight. Lord, we stand on behalf of your heart tonight in full confidence. We stand tonight on the backside of what you released. And we speak to the winds of heaven to blow upon every breakthrough. We prophesy into the vineyard movement and we declare a reawakening of that movement. We declare the wells of the vineyard to be broken open again in the name of Jesus. Father, into every denomination, every denomination that had an encounter with the throne room of God, that the river of life was released into them. Pastors at 18 and 19 years old that received callings and breakthroughs in their life. Lord, we declare whatever detoured them out of the river, right now, come on, right now, that you would grip them and turn them on their heels back into the river of God and they would get back in where they left off. We declare tonight, as the enemy would say to them, that they've lost everything, there's no sense in trying. We declare they're not going back to point zero, they're going back into where they left. And Lord, if they left at the deep place, put them back into the deep place. If they left at the waist level, put them back into the waist level and get them into the depths in the name of Jesus. Lord, we prophesy over Colorado. Come on, lift your hands. We prophesy over Colorado. Colorado, we declare the glory of the Lord to come upon you. We declare the fire of the living God upon this state and into every church in the name of Jesus. Now lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Come on, it's, it can hinge on you right now. Prophesy over pastors. Declare life.
We declare you will live and you will not die. We declare over denominations that are dead right now. We call you back to life. Back to life. Back to life in the name of Jesus. God, you will have your harvest into every witch coven. Into every witch coven in the name of Jesus. Every warlock, every wizard, every witch, we prophesy encounters with heaven in the name of Jesus. We declare a breaking in of the real Jesus into the Mormon churches. A breaking in, God, that she would deliver in Jesus' name. Well, keep going, keep going. Pray in the spirit if you have to. Pray in the, if you have to. Pray because we get to you. Pray in the spirit. We declare life. We are standing in the gap tonight. You are sweeping Colorado into revival right now. Revival right now. Listen to me. Listen closely. A year and a half ago, two years ago, I had a dream. Listen to this. My daughter and I, we're standing in a park. We were holding hands and we were praying in the spirit together. My daughter McKenna. And I looked up and there was, it was two things. I looked up and all to the continental divide was a bunch of Hindu prayer flags. This is when the Lord spoke to me that he was going to, he was going to bring the Hindus into his kingdom. There's a massive Hindu temple over here in Evergreen. And I saw these flags going up the continental divide. And the Lord showed me this, that they had asked for a moment to put up these prayer flags. And he says, and they have extended their stay. They don't have authority to be there. And he said, I want you to sit down. And we sat down on this bench in my dream and began to pray in the spirit and began to prophesy that the Hindus would be brought into the kingdom of God. And those flags began to fall. Then the next scene, we were in another park, and we were praying, and it was a medium conference where all the mediums were getting together to read the palms and to falsely prophesy with bad spirits. And we were there, and the Lord said, lift up your voice and begin to praise me. And my daughter and I began to praise the Lord, and all of a sudden, it shut down that New Age gathering in Civic Center Park to where they couldn't prophesy, they couldn't hear this, this familiar spirit, and they couldn't operate in witchcraft. And the Lord says, I need you to stand as an intercessor. You and you, your daughter have the power to bring down an entire Hindu movement in Colorado. You have the power to stand against the spirit of witchcraft in Colorado. So we declare into every high place. The Lord also showed me three weeks ago he's about to shake veil for his glory. I felt like I drove through a wall of darkness when I hit veil. And the Lord said, I'm going to shake veil for my glory. So I drove through Vail prophesying, Lord, awaken the city of Vail. Let everything that can shake it. Do you know right now that he is shaking all of the western slope? In Grand Junction, there's so much revival going on amongst the pastors and intercessors. 150 pastors and intercessors are in radical agreement. When I drove into Grand Junction, the glory of God's on the city. God is awakening Colorado. I'm lift your hands one more time. Father, we declare in Jesus' name. Come on. We have two signs and wonders here tonight. God keeps bringing the Koreans as a sign to us. And he's also brought to us the Dallas Upper Room Group. Michael Miller spoke to me, didn't even know who I was, and I didn't know who he was. He heard my name of Peter Young, and Michael walked up to me about six or seven, eight years ago, whatever. He says, Dan, God is about to shake all of Colorado. He says, we are sending an entire team from Dallas. I didn't know what Dallas Upper Room was. 
He said, we're sending a team to Colorado because we feel in the spirit that God is about to shake that state for his glory. Then I went home and looked out online and I found out what Dallas Upper Room and who Michael Miller was. And I was blown away that God has put Colorado on the hearts of intercessors. And I was put it upon the hearts of our Korean brethren to come here and to stand at this high place and to prophesy over Colorado. We are in a divine moment of the Lord. We're in a divine moment of the Lord. And I say the dry season is over. I declare the wilderness wandering is over. Coming into this Passover season, I declare over Colorado, you are leaving Egypt, you are leaving bondage, and you are coming into breakthrough. And the Lord shall be your God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I just, real quick, we're going to go right back into prayer here, but as Dan was just speaking, it reminded me, uh, we had uh, Every Home for Christ, they came up here, their team, and, and they were saying, we're just, we're just having a, a meeting, but they said, things shifted, I can't, I can't remember the time frame, but a couple of years ago, uh, they were doing some, from a strategy standpoint, and they were saying they were, they were going out and doing a lot of different things around the world, and, and they, they had a map in front of them of the world, and they actually, they begin to pray. They begin to ask the Lord, like, what is the focus? And they dialed it in, and they dialed it into the United States. And they said, okay, we need to, we need to focus more on the United States. And then they dialed it in, and, and even more so to Colorado. And then what was really crazy is, and this was three years ago, is as they were praying, they dialed it in to Castle Rock. And, uh, and they said there's something about Castle Rock that is critical to what the Lord is going to do with this harvest. And so they've been praying. Every Home for Christ has been praying specifically for Castle Rock, for the springs as well as they're in the springs. But they said there was something, and they weren't even sure what it was, something in Castle Rock. That, that, that the Lord had just highlighted as like a center point for what the Lord wanted to do for this region. So we're, we're, in a, we're in an amazing place where I feel like we're here for such a time as this, but it is our job to whose much is given, much is required. So we have the opportunity here. Dr. James is going to pray. God has spoke to me Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 to 5 Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you see darkness covers the earth thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Nations will come to your right, and the kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your son come from far, and your daughter are carried on their arm. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wells on the sea will be brought to you. To you, the riches of nations will come. 하나님께서 2007년에 
그 제가 한국에 있었는데 KWMA라고 한국 코리아 월드 미션 어소시에이션 기고 있었는데 제가 짧은 기간에 그 5만 명의 성교사를 전 세계에 파송했고 기도하고 있는 도중에 그래서 저는 이제 비즈니스도 하고 있고 또 병원도 운영하고 있는 의사였는데 베스터고 성교사로 일하는데 하나님께서 갑자기 2007년에 스타 그만두고 콜로라도 가라. And 저는 120개국을 다니면서 사역을 했기 때문에 콜로라도 가라고 하셨는지 좀 몰라서 그냥 순정해서 2007년에 오게 됐고 하나님께서 그때 전그 미국의 부흥이 일어나는 지역들을 다니면서 하나님께서 어떻게 역사하셨는지를 파악하라고 그런 일들이 이제 그동안 있었지만 이제 본격적으로 2020년부터 하나님께서 미국의 리더들과 세계 리더들을 불러서 기도하던 중에 하나님께서 빌리언 솔 하비스트의 비전을 이렇게 주셔가지고 그래서 저희 킹덤 드림 센터 크라우스프링스에 있는 거기서 다 모여서 이들이 기도하다가 하나님께서 빌리언 솔 하비스트라는 비전을 주시면서 선포하고 And God gave us a vision to all together to proclaim this vision. This year, we had over 그래서 두 가지의 스트롱 엔진을 
that God's river of, of life is flow over. I also was very excited. And I'm just not planning to just call all the intercessors of the from Korea to just call into here, to, to call into this Colorado. This is my plan. As, as you may know that the Utah is known for the Mormons, the Colorado is for the, the God's, God's uh, the, uh, commandment. And the Great Awakening, this is a place to, to be ignited for the, all the, the Great Harvest is going to be. Let's pray that we just praise you, Lord Father. We just we bless your name. In your presence, that you just called us to, to be, Father. We thank you, Father. And that there's so many people out there to be to be to, to get to know you, Lord. We we need to have the great return. To we want to just prepare, prepare your way. To just uh, your King will be just return into that way. And the, all the great harvest. And the billion soul harvest is going to be focused on the, all these churches. And not only to just heal, not only to just be saved, but also all, all the world is going to be just come into your throne. And all the churches, uh, churches can be awakened. And they just can be the united. And all your king's way will be prepared by these churches, Lord. We just know love. Because of your love, then all the churches can be united on the different uh, denominations and we sorry, let them be experienced that you are the king then all the strongholds in the different places in the, in the world and we just proclaim that bro, your breakthrough is going to be happen Lord and then bless your name Lord we praise your name Father we expect your Lord all glory is upon you Lord in Jesus name Amen I was gone most of March. I attended their house down in Colorado Springs back in 2016, 2017. Mike said that they were coming, and I said, I've been to that house before. <laughs> That's in that northeast corner of Colorado Springs. I've been there to minister before, almost five years ago. Maybe it's almost six years ago. How amazing they are. Thank you so much for the deposit that you've come to put in this house over this state. Thank you. You are loved and you are honored in this house. You are loved and you are honored in this house. How many can you say, how many of you can, can you say there was a deposit made over the weekend? Amen. I just really quick, I woke up uh, and then I want to go back into prayer, but there was a deposit made in this house. I woke up Sunday morning. Here's what the Lord said. He said, protect my deposit. And I went to bed that night on Sunday night, and he said, protect my deposit. 
I've just been chewing on that for some time. Anytime that God talks about a deposit in the word, he's talking about promise, he's talking about purpose, and he's talking about inheritance. How many of you can say this? Promise, purpose, and inheritance. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, I'm going to read a couple of scripture and then I'm going to pray. This is 2 Corinthians 2, 20, or 1, 20. For no matter how many promises, promise, God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes of both of us. You stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit on our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Wow. Say deposit again. Wow. How about 5-5? Five, five? Second Corinthians 5-5. Five, five. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose, there's that purpose, promise, purpose, inheritance, who has given us the spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Wow. And one more scripture, and then I'm going to, I'm going to bring it home here. This is in uh, Ephesians 1.14. Who, here's the Holy Spirit. He goes and talks about the promise. He says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance, there's that inheritance, until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise and the glory, his be his. And in 2 Timothy, check this out, this is where he brings it home, and this is where I want us to land and I want to pray. 2 Timothy 1.14, guard the good deposit. There it is, guard the deposit. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Wow. God, I thank you for the deposit that was made this weekend, Lord. I thank you that you've entrusted us. God, you love all of your children, but you don't trust all of your children. I thank you, God, for the history, God, for those that are in the room, those that are in the region, Lord, that you've entrusted, Lord, the deposit with. God, I thank you that there's a stirring up right now in the hearts, God, of your children, Lord, of your leaders. God, I love the word that Dan released. Just as a, the, the pastor from northern Colorado, the further he went away, speaking of Ezekiel 47, the further he got away, the further you get away from the encountering place, the further you get away from where the deposit was made, where the encounter took place, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. How many, how many can you say deeper? Just say deeper. Lord, I thank you for the deeper, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, God. I thank you that you're stirring your children right now, God. God, you're entrusting them. You're entrusting them to the deposit, Lord. I thank you for every encounter that took place over the three or four day period of the conference, Lord. I thank you even for the couple, God, that sat next to us. And God, she had an encounter. And God, I thank you that their entire house, God, would be baptized in fire, Lord. As they went back to Amarillo, Lord, I thank you that it increased and increased and increased. And she's still manifesting. As of last night, I checked on them, and she's still manifesting four days later after the encounter. It's the further she got away. <laughs> 
that you got deeper and deeper and deeper. And the Lord spoke this. He says, I'm going to bring fire, the baptism of fire to the entire house. There's going to be a revival inside that house. And I released that last night, and I got a, a text this morning. And there, <laughs> there's a revival taking place in that house, Lord. God, I thank you. It's almost like Cornelius. And Cornelius was entrusted with the deposit that was made in his house. He entrusted, God entrusted him with that. He, he entrusted him with that. And what happened? The, Lord said, the, the word says that the entire house was hit with the Holy Spirit and had an encounter and came to the Lord and experienced dudamus, that fire that's breathed from heaven over your children, Lord. So God, I thank you, God, right now in this hour. There's an entrusting taking place with the deposit, Lord. I know there's lots of testimonies in the house, but Lord, I thank you right now that, God, you would just breathe more fire, God, on the encounters that took place. I was telling a brother just earlier today, I heard this years ago, a man or a woman with an encounter will never be at the mercy of a man with doctrine. God, I thank you for encounters, God, in this hour. I thank you for encounters, Lord, in this hour, and the deposit, Lord, that was made in the entrusting, Lord. If we can just say yes to the promise, Lord, you entrusting us in the process, Lord, Entrusting us that we won't fall out, that we won't say no, that we won't grow feeble, that we won't grow weary, Lord. That, God, we can get to a place where it becomes our inheritance, Lord. And if we can operate in the place of inheritance, God, I thank you that we'd be, wow, we'd have the privilege, Lord. We'd have the privilege to leave a legacy one day. God, I thank you for the promise. I thank you for the inheritance. And I thank you, God, that we've been given. If we can steward that well and protect the deposit, Lord, we'll have the privilege to leave a legacy. I thank you for this hour. I thank you for what's taking place, not just in this state, but over the, over the, over the entire country and over the globe, Lord. I thank you that, Jesus, you're going to get what you came for, to fill every crevice, every crack, God, with your glory. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. God, it may cross some. It may enlighten others. But, God, I thank you that it's coming. Oh, Lord. We are so ill-prepared. Mike said it earlier. I remember having the dream where the fish came out of the tank, and I felt so helpless in that dream. I just felt like I was ill-prepared. We are so ill-prepared for what's coming. Whoa. Prepare, prepare, prepare. This is what the Lord gave me. I don't know. Sort of a blur. I think it was right before the conference. And this is what he said to me. Time to rise and shine. Put on your new garments. The old is falling away. Be aware and declare. Use your voice. Be aware and declare. He is risen and we rise in him. Far above and seated with him. We rise in the coming light of dawn. Ushering in his presence. Ushering in 
ushering in and rising in his light and his glory. We ride in his glory, the glory that is in our hearts. So go, go, be wise and seek my face. I am here for you. See how I love you and come close. Hear my whispers of wisdom, love, and direction. I will order your steps and guide your path before you. So, Lord, I thank you that you are rising in our hearts. Your presence is rising deep, deep, deep within us, rising, rising in your love, rising in your glory, rising in the new dawn that's coming. I, Lord, I just ask that you just take off all the old garments that don't fit us anymore or dark and dirty. Lord, I ask that you clothe us in those new garments, those new garments of light and praise. Equip us. Give us your words that as we are aware, we declare that we hear your voice and we are aware and declare. So, Lord, um, thank you that you are risen and we rise in you far above it all. In Jesus' name, amen. By the way, I'm not trying to look cool. I had eye surgery yesterday. But I just want to say two nights in a row, I woke up and I looked at the clock and it said 222. Two nights in a row, 222. I said, Lord, you must be saying something. And I said, what, what, where does that refer to? And he said, go to John. So I went to John 222. It says this. And this is really appropriate as Sunday we celebrate the resurrection. After he was raised from the dead, speaking of Jesus, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Let me tell you something. Buddha didn't rise from the dead. Krishna didn't rise from the dead. Muhammad didn't rise from the dead. But Jesus did rise from the dead. And this Sunday, we're going to celebrate that, and that's going to cause a release that people will believe the truth. They'll believe the words of Jesus. So, Lord, right now we ask for a tremendous outpouring. Right as Easter happens and after it, Lord, that people will see that he's a risen Lord. He's not a, a Lord that lives in a, a, that, that resides in a grave. There's an empty grave, an empty tomb that shows that he rose. Thank God we serve a God who is a powerful God, who literally raised his son from the dead. And Jesus, we thank you that you're at the right hand of the Father, constantly interceding for us. So help us to intercede for those that have not come to life. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. There's others that want to pray. We've got a couple more minutes here. So come on. So um, towards the beginning of tonight, um, when Mike was smoking, God put something on my heart, and then it was just confirmed throughout the night um, that after we um, evangelize, after we go on missions, after we preach the gospel to people, um, it doesn't just stop there. It's super important to keep pressing in, keep in contact with that person, make sure that they are 
that they understand what it is. That um, it's not just saying yes to God once and then that's it. It's saying yes to Jesus every day and living it every day. And um, a lot of times, like go out, going out and preaching like to random people on the streets, that's great. But um, it's super important to stay in contact with that person to make sure that they are continuing in their journey, continuing loving the Lord, continuing following Jesus, because um, we have a great example in the Bible of how that is supposed to look, and that is Paul. After um, Paul and the apostles preach the gospel in various lands, they don't just stop. They continue writing letters, and that is like most of the New Testament, and I feel like that is forgotten a lot. So, Lord, I just pray that um, you continue giving us opportunities, Lord, to share your word, to share you, to, to share the love of Jesus Christ, Lord, to, to show other people what the Holy Spirit does to us, Lord, how it controls our lives, but for the better, Lord, how it, how it touches us in ways that we don't even know how to explain, Lord, that um, they see that we have something and we don't know how to explain it so they just get so curious and they know that they have to experience it themselves Lord Amen Amen Colossians chapter 1 verse 24 Colossians chapter 1 24 says I am glad when I suffer for you in my body for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continued for his body the church God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. Verse 27, for God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. This is the secret, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28, so we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect or mature in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard. I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Father, I pray that we would work and struggle so hard in our, in our pursuit of sharing a message of Christ. I pray that we would, uh, we would work hard and diligent to evangelize. I pray that we would work hard and that we would struggle with our bodies to disciple others. And Lord, I pray that in doing all of that, we would be entirely dependent on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Lord, I pray that even though we struggle and even though we work and even though we toil and, and, and give ourselves wholly to this cause, Lord, we thank you that it is by your divine power and strength that we can do that. And so, Father, we pray that you would stir up something inside of us. Lord, that we would begin to participate in your sufferings, that we would begin to proclaim this entire message, that we would uh, work hard to, ex to share the, the hope that is within us, the, the hope of glory, of Christ living in us. And so, Father, I pray that we would tell others about Christ and that we would warn everyone, that we would teach everyone, and that we would do it with all the wisdom that God has given us. Father, stir that up in us. Lord, we pray that you would pour us out as drink offerings. Lord, we pray that you would make our lives worth something. Like it was said at the conference, Lord, we pray that if we were a coin in your hand, that you would use us and that you would spend us. 
Lord, we pray that we wouldn't hide away in a case, that we wouldn't sit in a bottom of a piggy bank, but Lord, that you would use us. Lord, I pray that our lives would be used for the glory of the gospel. We pray that our lives would be used for the glory of the King. We pray that uh, we would work diligently to share and to teach and to disciple and to evangelize. Lord, I pray that it wouldn't just be um, the, the work of, of vocational ministers, but Lord, I pray that each of us would see ourselves as, as ministers of reconciliation. I pray that each of us would feel this call to, uh, to a work of sharing the, the hope of glory, of sharing Christ in us. Lord, we thank you, like Pastor Mike was saying, that we will do these greater works, that each of us will do works, and that collectively we'll do some really, really incredible things. Father, thank you for that, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Hello. I'm Junie. That's my husband, Bobby. Thank you guys so much. I just uh, have to testify uh, my power went out, so I went to the public library today. I sat in front of a map, and I was looking at all the beginning of the maps. Uh, me and my husband, we met at a Korean missionary conference in the middle of the country, and um, we got married, and we went to Israel, and, you know, from there, God sent us over to Oregon, and then I found this program in Denver, and now God has us here, and it's just amazing. So I just want to pray and testify that the story that God's writing, you know, it, it, times like this where I feel like, how did we end up here? How are we here? You know, my family's in New Jersey. Why am I here? And just to see the family of God, like, hey, these are your people, like Sharon inviting me for dinner, like these are real people you know, meeting Pastor Christy and, and just helping her set up the table, like, you know, not having to play church or wear a name tag, but actually seeing God write this beautiful story. So I just want to testify and honor how God is using the Koreans, like, and I just want to pray, because that's, that's what I do know how to do. So um, thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. I, I thank you, God, for every single servant that you have here, God. I thank you, God, that for the beautiful story that you're writing, God. I thank you for the testimonies, God, that are just being written, God. I thank you, Lord, that when we did get married, God, when we went to Israel, God, we kind of fell out of the water. But tonight, God, you are springing up a well. You're putting yeah. me back in the water, God. You're showing me, God. That over this conference, the mothers and the fathers that do care, that do have your voice, God. And I thank you, God, for all of the ministries, God, even Upper Room Denver, God, and how you've placed them there, God, how you used them in our life, God, when we had nothing coming to Denver, God. Oh, God, you've provided every single way, God. We haven't even gone hungry coming to Denver because of the food banks, God. And now here I am, God, you've given me just a position, a career, God, and you, your family, God. And I thank you, God, for this beautiful just testimonies in all these people's lives, God. And I just want to give you honor and glory and thank you, God, for this beautiful story that you're writing in Jesus' name. Come on. Just going to pray and then we're going to just close with a song uh, that I just asked them to, to learn. So, no. <laughs> uh, but they're so good to just go. You got it? You think or not? Yeah, <laughs> it'll be awesome.
but love you. I'm just going to pray. So do this. Stand up, would you, as we close this out here. And I just feel there's an awakening that the Lord is doing in our hearts. But put your hand on your heart. And I love David over and over again. He says, wake up, O soul. Wake up, O soul. So, Father, I thank you that you are waking us up in this time, that you're waking up the church. And I just, Ephesians 5 says, wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. Just say, wake up, O sleeper. Wake up, O sleepers. Wake up, O sleepers. It is time to awaken. So, Father, we say, wake up, O sleepers. Rise from the dead. Just that Isaiah 37, that we would prophesy to the body of Christ. We'd say, it's time to wake up. It is time to wake up. We breathe life into you in this, in this time, in this season. We say, wake up. We speak life into you right now. So we say, wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, that Christ would rise in you, that Christ would shine on you. And that's that Isaiah 60, just as, as was being prayed. I feel like it's that arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So, Father, I thank you that this glory is rising upon us, but it requires that we rise and that we shine. It requires that we wake up in this season. And, Father, I thank you that you will shine on us, that your light and your glory will shine upon the church once again. Lord, we say it is time for your light to shine on the church, that we would reflect your glory and that we would see your glory come to Colorado. I just feel this, too, that we are in this time where we cannot, I'm going to just read these two verses in, in Hebrews 10. It says, so do not throw away your confidence, or the other word for that is your faith, for it will be richly rewarded, but you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, when you have done the will of God through perseverance, through faith, it says that you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, it says, he who is coming will come and not delay. But my righteous ones, huh, they will live by faith. If you shrink back, I will not be pleased with you. But we are not those, just say this, we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed. But we are those who believe and are saved. So Father, I thank you that there is a faith rising in your church. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. You're waking up the, our hearts. You're waking up the, you're opening the eyes of our heart in this time that we would walk by faith, that it's through faith that we conquer kingdoms, that we administer justice, that we gain what's promised, that we shut the mouths of lions, that we quench the fury of the flames, that we escape the edge of the sword. Father, I thank you that this is a time where we become powerful in battle and we rout foreign armies. Lord, I thank you that your church is arising. Your church is awakening. The last thing I just want to declare is this, is this Psalm 24. I just feel that it is, there is a purity coming on the church. And it is he with clean hands with a pure heart. Lord, I thank you that your church is arising in this time and in this season with clean hands and a pure heart. 
that they will not lift up their soul to an idol, and they will not swear by what is false. And in this, that they will receive the blessing of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that there is a blessing coming from the Lord, that the hand of the Lord, the favor of the Lord is going to rest on the church, and that vindication will come from God, our Savior, and that we will have a generation of those who will seek him. Lord, we declare tonight that we will have a generation that will seek your face, O God of Jacob. And then in this, Lord, that this is the time where we will lift up our heads. Lord, I pray that every every head, every gate will be lifted up. Lord, we just say, we declare and we prophesy that the gates, oh, you gates, lift up your heads, that you will be lifted up, oh, ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? He is the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, and we are going into battle. This is a time for the battle, that we are battle ready and ready to go because we are about to go. We are. We are going into battle right now. (laughs) So here we go, into battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he? Who is this king of glory? He is the Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Lord, I thank you that you're awakening your church that this is an Isaiah 6 time, and you're saying, who will go for me? Who's going to be, who are those that will say yes, that will not shrink back in this time, but that will go forth and declare the glory of the Lord, that will go forth and, and that will see your kingdom come and your will be done. And Lord, may we be those who say yes. Here am I. I am awakened, and I will go for you in this time. In Jesus' name.